The Dallas Mavericks got a win, huge win, but Senior was in the building. It's not a huge win because it's the Pistons, but are we drinking the Kool-Aid today? We got Locked On Pistons host Kuka Hill with us right now, and we're going to talk with him and see if we're drinking the Kool-Aid right now. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks and the Detroit Pistons. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network, host of Locked On Mavericks, and joining me, as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. The Detroit bad boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> oh, I'm not the Detroit bad boy, but... We have the the 2021 version of the Detroit bad boy himself. The baddest boy. Host of, and that's, now it's sounding a little weird now. We just called it (laughs) the host of Locked On. uh, Phrasing. (laughs) Phrasing. Phrasing, Nick. uh, Shout out to uh, Phrasing for the, the host of the team who has Dennis Smith Jr. on the team. Oh, yeah. Kuka Hill is joining us right now, the uh, host of Locked On Pistons. If you're listening to this on Locked On Pistons, uh, Isaac and I are the host of Locked On Mavs, and you know Koo for sure. But on today's show, we are going to break down the Mavericks and Pistons game. The Mavericks win, the Pistons loss. Uh, it was uh, it was what everyone wanted, right, Koo? Like, it's, it's yes. kind of everyone got the result that they wanted. Uh, what you got yeah. for me, Koo? No, yeah, thank God. Uh, you guys were scaring me for a minute there. Like, you guys decided to sit Luca before the game, and then Kristaps decided to head to the locker room, and then it seemed like almost every other member, actually every other member of the Mavericks roster apparently did not care tonight besides Tim Hardaway Jr. And like I said in my recap, <laughs> I had no idea that this dude dropped 42 points until I tried to do my recap. I looked down at the roster, I'm like, holy hell, he dropped 42 points. <laughs> so, I mean, thank God for Tim Hardaway Jr., because – I was tweeting some of your guys' Mavs got, uh, fans earlier before the game, and like I was trying to let them know, like, yeah, the Pistons suck, but they're not like one of those teams that you should just like try not to play like very hard against because they will make you pay, and they tried to do that tonight. Oh, the Mavericks are are very good at not playing hard enough when they should play a little bit harder. Uh, all right, so <laughs> let's get into so a couple things we're going to get into. We'll talk about this game a little bit. Obviously, we were all watching the NFL draft, and so this game was sec- second screen <laughs> second screen for a lot of us. So we'll talk yeah. about this game a little bit. Talk about what Tim Hardaway Jr. did, but. We want to play a game that Koo always plays on Friday. So if you're a Pistons listener, you know this game very well. It's Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid? Obviously, Koo's name. It's a play yeah. on that. It's my favorite game and favorite segment in Locked On right now. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. We had you guys, lucky. We had you guys tweet us all kinds of hot takes. And so we're going to take those and we're going to say, are we drinking the Kool-Aid on it? So we're going to break it down and get into all that. But... Uh, let's get into a little bit of this game, though. Tim Hardaway Jr. goes off 42 points. He is 10 of 10 from the line, 6 of 10 from 3. So he didn't get all the way to 8, but he got pretty close to 8, eight threes, which is what he normally hits. He's, he either hits three threes or 8. It's usually one of those. Uh, 56% from the floor, 3 assists, 2 turnovers. And Isaac Harris, I mean, you There's, you, there's only you one reason. There's only one reason, and you cannot script this any better. Lockdown Mavs listeners will know this, but Lockdown Pistons listeners may not know. Tim Hardaway Sr. is Tim Hardaway Jr.'s dad. I mean, that makes sense. You know that. Breaking news. But every time Tim Hardaway Sr. is in the building, 
in the AAC for the Mavs or anywhere else now, apparently, Tim Hardaway Jr. goes off and has 30 every single night at least. And this time they were in they're in Detroit and he goes off in Little Caesars Arena and goes off for 42. I'm it's just how do you even like you this can't is even, beyond a conspiracy theory. I know. Now. <laughs> he he acknowledged it after the game. He said when Pops is in the building, this stuff <laughs> seems to happen. So this is beyond just a Twitter hey, we're going to try to piece this thing together and make it work. No, he's acknowledging it. But on a serious, cool note, I did love that this game happened for him in front of his family. He got interviewed after the game. You know, He was talking about it on the court post-game that, hey, all of my family was here, his sister, his parents, everybody. They showed him out. There's a shot of Jalen Rose there. Um, yeah, what is Jalen Rose doing there? Jalen Rose he shows Tim- up at a few of the Piston games whenever he's in the city. He, he'll stop by. I think he's been to two already this year. Well, he's got that school there, the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. So, and, yeah. and, he, and obviously his roots there, I mean, Michigan and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it was just yeah. kind of weird. Like, shouldn't you be in e- at ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he'd be going to the pissing game whenever he's back in the city. But 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 for Tim, he's been struggling a lot lately. It's been yeah. something we've been talking about that he's been in this huge slump. So you couldn't have picked a better game for you know for Tim to go off. Like Ku mentioned, Lucas sat in this game. KP, I, we probably won't get into it a lot in this podcast. Probably the first and next week when we have more details on it. But KP leaves this game. You know, first off, the him just playing in this game, I thought was kind of surprising. He only missed three games, and seven days later, he's playing in yeah. a game after he, he rolls his ankle. But he leaves the game with right knee soreness. We never like hearing that. So, uh, yeah, didn't didn't return to that. So return to the game. So then it became Tim Hardaway versus. The D- Coos Detroit Pistons. Coo, I just want to say, for a bad team, you have some guys on your team that I really like. And I just want to ask you, even though you guys are racking up losses, what is like your top like few things that you're looking for in these losses as a like Pistons media guy? I mean, well, first off, uh, trust me, uh, they they try their hardest not to be as bad as they are. They like I'm not. Like I'm not joking. They they've had to try. Like Dwayne Casey has to do some things to make it to where they've lost this many games because they've tried their hardest to win <laughs> games they should not win. So I'll say that the first uh, to start off. But second, um, I guess there's like things I look forward to, like with specific players, like young players that I want to see from them. So like Lexley on my last podcast episode, I said like if the Pistons are going to indeed go down this tank route for the final 10 games let's go ahead and go through each player each one of the young players and see what we'd want to see from them uh during this stretch if they do indeed like sit their veterans so like for example like killian hayes thing i want to see from killian hayes is like see him shoot the ball when he gets in the paint like he should i think if you guys watch the game today he passes he's a really good passer but sometimes he passes yeah he's a great passer but sometimes he passes when he shouldn't pass like, I feel like he did pass up, like, at least two layups today that mm-hmm. he probably should have just taken himself, but instead he passed. So that's something I want to see from Killian. And it's just a bunch of other things. Like, Sadiq, I'd like to see him continue to be aggressive. <sighs> Frank Jackson continue to take advantage of his his opportunity that he's been given. And Sekou is one of my personal favorites. I just want to see him continue to – a lot of the guys is basically just be aggressive, specifically Sekou. Sekou's main thing is just as long as he's aggressive, I think good things are going to happen. He had a good game tonight. So – it's just minor things with the young players that you want to see like to head in the offseason on the high note. 
And yeah. Hamadou Diallo is your guy, right? Like he had a double double in this game. I mean, well, Diallo is 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 coming at the mercy of what I was just talking about with Dwayne Casey having to do things to tank. <laughs> now, some some Dwayne Casey defenders will say that he's doing it to tank. I'll say that he's just doing it because he's he's not the best coach out there. But uh, what happens is like so for today, he played Saban. It's a reoccurring lineup that he's played. He'll play Saban Lee, who can't shoot, Jalil Okafor, who can't shoot. Tyler Cook, who can't shoot, okay. and then he'll put Hamadou Diallo out there and be like, "Hey, attack the rim!" And it's like, <laughs> "That's the tank lineup like, right there." Yep, <laughs> I think Nick tweeted at me too. I'm like, "The Mavs are not taking advantage of this lineup as much as I want them to take advantage of this lineup." And but whatever, but yeah, Hamadou is my guy, but he's definitely been given the short end of the stick recently with these lineups he's been in. <clears throat> well, I'm I'm super jealous because we love Sadiq Bay and. I will stand for him. We we wanted him so bad in the draft. And, you know, Mavericks liked him, Villanova, all of that stuff. You guys get him. And I've just been watching him succeed this year. And for him to put up 18 you know points tonight, four of eight from three, I, I love Sadiq Bey. I think he's going to be a long-term good player in the league. But I also love Isaiah Stewart, who put up 20 and 10 in this game and hit a couple threes towards the end. And honestly, he made me a little a little scared that the Pistons well, might try to pull us off. Well, Isaiah Stewart, the good thing you mentioned that because speaking of like what I want to see from players, one of the things I said that I wanted to see from Isaiah Stewart was him shoot more threes because he's taking like he's shooting like I believe 37% from deep right now, but it's only on like 0.6 attempts a game. So mm. like he had a brief stretch last month when he was shooting like one and a half a game and now he just went like the recent like two weeks he had just stopped shooting them. So he's shown that he can make them. So I wanted to see him shoot more of them. He did that tonight, which is really surprising. And he made a couple but yeah, people were saying that <laughs> they were saying they were saying the uh, like there was a funny joke in Pistons where like oh we're gonna have to sit Isaiah Stewart because he's for real gonna try to win this game for the Pistons. Yeah. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to take it easy. Well, and but, the the Mavs interior is like so soft, right? I mean, they just give up rebound. What did they have like two rebounds the whole first quarter? Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, we have a picture of, of Isaiah Stewart up on there, so if mm, you can go subscribe to our YouTube channel, but. Uh, yeah, it's actually a picture of beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> I know Q hates this nickname, so <laughs> I, I had to buy into it. I it, it got accepted it's by him and everybody now. else. It's yeah, too big now. To. So, all right, coming up, let's get into a little bit more about this matchup, a little bit more about these teams, where they are, where they're going. We'll talk about Dennis Smith Jr. a little bit, Sadiq Bay a little bit, and uh, some of the other players on these teams that we're interested in. And then we'll play Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid? We'll get into that a little bit later. So, But before we do, let's get into betonline.ag. It's the one place to put down some money on sports. Betting is now legal in in Michigan, right? So you can now put some money yes. down and, and it can be legal. So oh, betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. There's all kinds of things that you can put money down. The NFL draft is obviously in full swing right now. They don't have any NBA games up right now. So we're going to have to go to look at some NFL draft stuff. Do they have some more NFL odds right now? Hey, on yesterday's pod, you brought up uh, pretty good odds, or I think the odds were even on a running back being in the first round. And we were pretty confident, like, yes, take that. Oh, yeah, we got that one. There were two tonight. For sure. Uh, yeah, a couple other things. Will a team go 17-0? and 0? You can bet on that. If you put down 100 bucks, you could win 1400 bucks. If a team mm. goes... Uh, oh, and 17. Oh, that one. That one's fourteen hundred. Uh, if you if the team goes seventeen and zero, you have sixteen hundred <laughs> odds on that. Yeah, the Lions could go 
plus Pegacoa and 17. So if They've you want done it before, if you want to put money on that, you can right now go to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus to the first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We need odds on like kneecaps being bit off. Come on. <laughs> All right, Isaac and Koo, let's get into some more about this game. So we brought up Sadiq Bay, and I now want to get into him a little bit more because before the draft, that was the guy we were like, man, if only he slides to the Mavs at 18. If only he could get to the Mavs at 18. That would be an incredible fit for the Mavs. What have you thought about Sadiq Bay so far uh, in his play with the Pistons, both offensively and defensively? Uh, well, first off, I, I just have to say, I, I have to say this. Uh, each time you say Jared Goff's name, it breaks my heart even more because <laughs> I was Matthew Stafford is my favorite Detroit athlete of all time. Oh and, man, and, oh, man. And we I just let him that. down so bad. So every time you, every time that you mention Jared Goff, it literally just shatters my heart a little bit more. But all, the, all those playoff Stafford memories. Hey, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we had a, we, we did have a few. The main Stafford memory we have in the playoffs is him being screwed out of that. <laughs> that picked up flag against the Cowboys. So oh, hey, sure did you know, that. did you know he went to high school with Kershaw and oh, Dallas? Trust me, we heard that. <laughs> now, like, I know you guys heard that on like the national games only, but trust me, we, we heard it like 17 times a, a year. So it's like, uh, do you know that Seth Curry is, is doc rivers son-in-law? Like, do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah, definitely has been going on for like over a decade that we heard it. So like 17 times a decade, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Sadiq Bey, I think he's been really good. Um, obviously, like the funny thing is, is that you guys are saying that you guys really wanted him before the draft. And then when the Pistons <laughs> traded Luke Kennard and all those picks, the Pistons fans like didn't really want him. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. no, I won't say didn't want him, but they were definitely like in their feelings that Luke Kennard was gone. Because oh, we really liked Luke. We really liked Luke in Detroit. Uh, I still like Luke. I think he's a pretty I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Uh, but the the fan base in Detroit really loved Luke. Uh, so when they traded him, they weren't really happy about it. What but did y'all love about Luke? What did we love about him? I have to get into Luke Kennard talk. <laughs> I have to get into well, Luke Kennard breakdown talk on this. I mean, Mavs, I could just it's, crossover. No, it, it's I mean, fine. Just, it's fine. He's a dookie, and I just. Well, you don't like dookies. He no, hates anything like Duke, it. anything Lakers, anything LeBron. Those are all sore subjects. Don't bring them up. Oh God. Okay. Uh, but Sadiq Bay, he's been pretty good. The Pistons fans they weren't were kind of sour on him at the beginning, but gave him a chance. And he's been absolutely incredible this season. Like I think he's going to be first team all rookie this year. Um and honestly, I know a lot of Pistons guys are like, Oh, let's put some votes in there for him as rookie of the year. That's too far. Mm. Obviously, with like Lamelo and uh, Anthony Edwards and Halliburton. Maybe actually, I think maybe maybe Sadiq would have a little case over Halliburton, maybe. But uh, the other ooh, two, ooh, maybe the other you two drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Sadiq we'll bring Bay's that one. That good. We'll bring that one up later. I mean, I think Sadiq Bay's been that good. Like he had this recent stretch for the last like week and a half where it looked like he hit the rookie wall. But outside of that, he's been he's been outstanding. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people said like heading into the ref, he was supposed to be like NBA ready. Like he was supposed to be like one of those guys that had maybe a low ceiling and a high floor. But I think he's I think he's proven that a little bit to be wrong, uh, that his ceiling maybe is a little higher than people thought it was going to be. Well, it, only the future. We'll find out in the future. But he's been like this rookie season. He's been crazy. I said before the draft, I thought that his like absolute ceiling, like there is a possibility. There's a multiverse out there where he could be Paul George. Is that insane? I said that. I said that literally at like yeah, the first week of the season. Page. I could see it. 
Yeah, we're on the same page. He's got just like he's got the length. Obviously, he can hit shots from the outside. If he just, you know, he has he has to become a better driver, I think, to get to that level. Paul George, we're talking about all star and all that, but yeah, he has those type of things in his game. Uh, and the shot. Honestly, maker. I think a better. Honestly, I think a better comparison as I've watched him throughout the year is I can't. I moved away from the Paul George one because he simply isn't athletic. That like he's that's the yeah, one weakness yeah. of his game. He just isn't very athletic. But the person I really do think is a good comparison is Paul Pierce. They both have this like slow, like chill, yeah. relaxed game to them. And Sadiq has shown like throughout the year, which is like one of the main reasons why I think his ceiling is higher than people thought it was, is that he's learning how to like use his footwork and his body. Since he knows, like he's learning that he's not that explosive, he's not that athletic. So I have to find different ways to catch guys and get my way to the rim. And he's been using his body, footwork, and chain speeds and stuff, and that stuff that. Paul Pierce really utilized because obviously Paul Pierce wasn't like LeBron athletically either. So I think that's a good comparison for him as well. That's Nick's favorite player. (laughs) Who, Paul Pierce? No. Oh, you hate him? (laughs) Oh, that's the guy I hate the most in the NBA. All right. uh, I can't talk about Sadiq anymore. I'm just going to get frustrated. (laughs) We talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. a little bit at, at the beginning, but I mean, he finally broke out of his slump. We're glad to see it. I don't know if there's very much more to say than he just like. Yeah. All this, all the shots that he missed over the last two or three weeks, he hit. Right, like it's just, yeah. just kind of the way that it was for him. So we'll break him down a little bit more uh, later next week. But now that we have Koo here, we want to play. Are you drinking the Kool Aid? Can I ask you guys a question actually first? Oh, about oh, the mask. Please do. Yeah, I actually have a question about Tim Hardaway. Okay. okay. I made a video about him last year, uh, towards the end of the season. I said that he was having his best year with the of his career with the Mavericks last season. Yeah. And I went like I did like an in depth breakdown like how well you guys were using him, how well he was playing. We and he did was playing use him well, Isaac year. and I did. Yeah. So what what's <laughs> different? Like I see you guys have said that. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> what what's changed this year? Is he just like not making shots as much? Do you like what's going on with him this guy? I know he's not having as good of a year that he had last year. Do you want to take this or you want me to take it? I just I just gave you the head nod for everybody oh, that's watching was, on YouTube. You could obviously see I was giving you the head nod. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't think he's having that big of a difference from last year. I mean, he's averaging right around 15, 16 points a game. Uh, he's averaging right around what 38 uh, last you know percent from 3 last year was right around 40. Um he hovered around 40 for a lot of, you know, first like half of the season this year. It it's been so hard to figure out exactly what some of these stats mean for these individual players for the Mavericks because they missed so, you know, these guys, we've had a handful of guys that have COVID this year to where, bam, you know, Josh, Dwight, you know, Matt, all these guys are like missing all, you know, three weeks at a time to where it's kind of elevating these guys to where our whole thing with Tim, you know, coming into, you know, the system in Dallas is, can you go to that like Atlanta type of role again and not the New York type of role? Can you play on a really good team, be the supporting, you know, the supporting cast player to where you're not shooting the ball, you know, 16 times a game? You might be shooting the ball. What's he shooting, you know, right now? He's shooting it 12 times a game, a little bit more efficient shots. So when these other guys are out, then it's like forcing him to take more shots. I mean, you look at tonight, it worked. He had 42 points, but tonight he had 23 field goal attempts. That's not the ideal world for uh, for the Mavericks for Tim to be doing that. But this was honestly the recipe to win tonight was either a massive game for Tim Hardaway or Jalen Brunson, and we just kind of struck gold that we had 42 points from Tim. 
The other thing with Tim Hardaway Jr. is that he's coming off the bench this year instead. They got Josh Richardson in yeah. that trade for Seth Curry, and now he's coming off the bench a little bit more. And so basically the difference is he's playing less with Luka, right? <laughs> that really is what it boils down to. He's just not getting the benefit of those better passes with Luka. And he's just had some stretches where he's just struggled. Uh, he is like an, a real streaky shooter, like just the definition of a streaky shooter. And he's been a little bit more down the last basically three weeks. He's been real down. And so his numbers are going to skew a little bit lower, you know, because of that, the three week stretch that he's had. So uh, coming up, we got to play. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? We got to get into some hot takes. We'll give we'll give hot takes to each other. We'll take some from the ones that we uh, we got on Twitter, and then we'll uh, say if we're drinking it or are we not. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, oh, Bilt Bar. Isaac Harris, did you get your box? Not yet. Don't rub it in my face. I got my box. I got it. The Coconut Brownie Chunk. If you got in, in time, it's the most delicious bar. I made it through my NFL draft coverage. Uh, which was basically seven hours of me sitting in front of a computer and editing videos uh, with two built bars. And that's how I made. That's how I made it through. That's how I got the energy. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. We love them. Uh, the coconut brownie chunk is is awesome, but they're sold out. Sorry about it. They'll come up with new ones because they sold out so fast, and they'll get new ones back soon. So check the Built Bar website all the time to see if those are going to come back. Use that promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your next order. Again, use that promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Not your first, your next order at BuiltBar.com. All kinds of good stuff with Built Bar, uh, but use that promo code LOCK15. All right, Isaac Harris, Kuka Hill, let's get into... Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? Have to throw, I have to throw this graphic up. It's just absolutely amazing. If you're watching on YouTube, it's a graphic that I made, Koo, and I hope he uses it every week now. <laughs> you saw you, I was using it today every it was, time I tweeted about it. It was you as the Kool-Aid, as the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> I said Kool-Aid. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, now I'm broken. Uh, My fiance saw this and was like, this is the greatest thing ever created. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. All right. I got a couple of them, so uh, we could go around we could go round table or I could just bring a couple of them up. So if you have one, just you know, raise a hand and I'll go to you next. Um all right. Pistons, one of the five teams most likely to never win a championship again. Are you drinking God. the are you drinking oh. the Kool-Aid? This is somebody that responded to this tweet. <laughs> It must be a mess. So we do this crossover with the mass. You guys go directly to my heart. My God. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid of that one. My God. To never win again. That. Like that's that's so defi- definite, right? Like that's so definitive yeah. to never win one again. Like the Kings, yes. <clears throat> Maybe like, like the Kings would be in that five. Yeah. Uh, I would probably put the Clippers in that five because after this year, it's just all going to fall apart again for them. And I don't think they're going to win it this year. Uh, well, I, I would say like in the curse, I, like I can't drink the Kool Aid on that one because like I understand like Detroit's become a punching bag like the last ten years, but in reality, it has not been that long since they were like a powerhouse no, in the right. East. Yeah, right. and no, it's they just, or since they won a title. What wasn't it like? Yeah, it was, it hasn't 04. been that long. Yeah, oh four. It's not even that long ago that they won a title. I could uh, we yeah, could do so. a whole pot on that because I freaking love Ben Wallace, Rashid Wallace. Oh God, we could go all day on I, that team. I, yeah, I can't handle the Ben Wallace names anymore. I've heard Ben Wallace so much over the past two weeks of business fans just compare him to Wait, everybody what? we have. 
Isaiah Stewart. Why are we trying to find a new Ben Wallace? Ben Wallace is just Ben Wallace. He's one of one. He's like Draymond, right? Like there's it's one of one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on this one for sure. Get out of here, Eric Thompson. No. Uh, Um, okay, this is another one. Between their draft and dealing Seth Curry for Josh Richardson, the Mavs had a top three worst offseason last year. This is so vague. Like top three worst offseason of the Mavs history or top three worst offseason of any team? I think they were saying I wait when you first read it, I don't think they're talking about just of last offseason amongst any team. Well, you'd have to go through all the different teams and what they did and I, I'm I'm gonna say the Pistons is probably up there as having a bad off season, right? Am I? Am, I'm. We're not trying to. We're not trying to just crap on the Pistons the whole time, but they did, they had some confusing moves. I mean, well, I'd say a lot of their confusing moves have paid off though. A lot of people crapped on Jeremy Grant, and he's been actually really good. So we didn't we didn't crap on Jeremy Grant. We liked Jeremy Grant. That was fun. Oh, fair enough. Fair it, seven, was all, it was all the centers. Were little. It was all the centers. It was drafting Isaiah Stewart high. It was signing Mason Plumley and and but but Hill Isaiah before. Stewart. Isaiah Stewart looks really good, though. I like so, him. Yeah, he looks. Yeah. Really, he's been really good for us this year. And I'm gonna go know. out on limb and say y'all think Plumlee's a good culture guy. Yeah, I, actually, well, that <laughs> and I actually the thing is is that Mason he's Plumlee also a actually sneaky is, good athlete. I, I Mason Plumlee actually has been better than than people thought he was going to be for us heading this like where we thought he was going to be. He's actually been like he's actually had like three triple doubles this year. So. That's so true. He's, he's had some twenty. Good. He's had some twenty rebound games too, right? I yeah. have him he on was, my. He was good against the Mavs. NBA. He was good against stop. <laughs> <laughs> he was good against the Mavs last game too. So yeah, uh, we'd have to. I'd have to go through a little bit more and see some more teams. But I don't think the Mavs had a top three worst offseason. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Are you, Isaac? Uh, no, no, I don't. That yeah, I don't think that one smaller tr- type of trade. Well, it was that. It, it would be the trade. It would be. Not drafting Sadiq Bay and drafting Josh Green instead. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought they were just talking about like that trade, but he said anyway. between the draft and dealing Curry for Jay Rich. So, um, no, I'm not. Not it wasn't that bad. No. no. All right, here's a Pistons related one that's actually a positive one. All right, we'll. we'll no, this God. is coming from our fan. <laughs> this is actually from Kirk from Kirk Serious Phase, our, our our friend Kirk. The Pistons are a top five NBA team name. Hmm. Like that, their name is top five in the NBA. Just name like, like years ago, years ago, I might say yes on that one, but like I don't know. The Pistons branding has been so bad. Like the way they brand, like their logos and their you know everything, it's just like put a sour taste bring, in my mouth about everything. Bring back so the hard. muffler and the horse, right? Like bring those yes, back. The Grant it, like, Hill legit era. Horse. Like, we want the horse so bad. Like, all we've wanted is the teal. But I know we're just talking about the piston name. I don't hey, know. I think that- Here's a trade. We'll send the Mavs horse because Mavs fans <laughs> do not care for the horse at all. We'll just send you the horse and you guys can have the horse instead. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I think I, – I guess I was – I would have well, to say I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I you're don't not. Know. It's not a top five. What are the top five then? What are the top five NBA team I names? Just, oh, I just feel like – I don't know. It, the Pistons, I'm I'm not even joking when I say this. The Pistons branding has put such a sour taste in my mouth that it's hard for me to like look at anything about like their naming or their branding, like in a positive light. Because I just hate everything they've done over the past ten years. I mean, you, maybe you I mean, at least, it's unique. Yeah, you at least have an identity though, and yes. I've always appreciated that because it is a smaller market, but it's a smaller market with an identity, and you do have a history of these good players, and it's like you have that 
bad boys, you know, vibe. Like I feel like you'll always have that kind of in your identity and history. So I don't, I mean, it's so relative on like what you like as a team name. Like if you're like, I, I think that was a good point. Actually, the fact that they have like the bad boys and then the going to work and then you can like add like the Pistons at the end of every that uh, at the end of both of those names, it kind of makes it better. So yeah. maybe I'd say, maybe I'm, yeah, you I can't. That's hard. You, you can't do bad boy wizards, right? Like, yeah. that, that doesn't work. You're bad, not the Pelicans, bad boy, so bad boy Pelicans. Yeah, that doesn't work. Bad no. boy Jazz. Ooh, Pelicans. I think that's another one of those ones that's just like I'd have to go through each thirty teams and like think about because it. it's hard to like think of all thirty right now and off then, the top. Yeah. And then it's hard to separate like the history of the teams, right? Because automatically you'd be like, oh, Bulls, right? Bulls, Celtics, Lakers. Those are just those are great team names. But then you're uh, like, the yeah. Lakers, is it just man. because of the history of the team? I heard that. Um, <laughs> and we'll right. give you the horse, but we will not give you Mavrello Balovich. Just want to. <laughs> um, all right, here's another Pistons one. Looking back, the Pistons were the biggest winner on 2020 draft night. Ooh, I, you, I will drink the Kool Aid on that one. You're drinking it. Oh, yes. Kuzma, yes, I'm drinking Jim Jones. Oh. I, okay. <laughs> so, so I saw this one. I don't know who tweeted this one. I don't know if they tweeted at you or tweeted at me, but I saw this one. I, I knew I was going to drink the Kool Aid on this one, and I'll say why. All right, bring so it like, down. so like going in, when this draft happened, there are so many people critiquing the Pistons about what they did. Like you said, Isaiah Stewart. Oh, such a bad pick. Like every every draft grade I saw have him like a D. And yeah. Stewart's been freaking phenomenal yeah, for yeah. us this year. Like, if you look at NBA.com's rookie ladder, he's in the top ten. Like, he's next, been next Ben Wallace. Phenomenal. No, he's yeah. the next Jason Maxiel. That's who he is. <laughs> oh God, dude, that, that, that's <laughs> who he. When I, when I first saw him play, and he's not, he doesn't play like that. Obviously, he's better than him. But the, the first time I saw him play, I like looked at him and I was like, they drafted Jason Maxiel again. It's the same. Not, he looks like the same you're guy. You're not the first person. <laughs> you're not the first person I've heard you say heard say that. Well, I grew but up in Cincinnati, and so he went, he went to UC, and that's why. Yeah, I always remember him. I always would draft him like at the end of drafts in NBA Live. <laughs> <laughs> but between between Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay, who are both like Sadiq Bay's probably going to be all NBA, uh, not all NBA, but all rookie first team, mm-hmm. and then Isaiah Stewart's probably going to be all rookie second team. And then I know people don't like know much about Killian because he was out for so long, like he had yeah, a three month layoff to where he's only played like eighteen games, but. He's shown like he he's he's struggling to score, but everything else like he's shown really good defense, really good passing. So I mean, like I feel like that the Pistons honestly traded for three picks, hit on all three picks, and two of the picks are overachieving what people thought too. Yeah. So not only did like all the picks that like because I think people were actually critiquing Isaiah Stewart, and then some people were like at least in Detroit were kind of mad that they traded Luke Kennard for Sadiq Bay, and now yeah. all of that has like completely Please. flipped on its head. Oh yeah. Well, and Luke Kennard was like getting DNP CDs for the Clippers because he couldn't play any defense. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, is that the guy you really want to build your team around? And if you got to look, you have to look at who went after those guys, too. So, like, Isaiah Stewart went 16, which is way lower than I thought, like, in my mind. In my, I, in my mind, I remember, I feel like it was he was like a top 10 pick, and everyone was like, oh, there's so many other players. But these are the guys that went below him Poku, Josh Green. And Poku, mm. you're like, maybe that one you could have like, really taken a big risk on but I, I probably would rather have Isaiah Stewart he's probably more of a sure thing uh, Precious Tyrese Maxey Zeke Naji, Balmaro who we haven't seen yet RJ Hampton quickly maybe that one was a miss but you already had you already had Killian Hayes um, Peyton Pritchard uh, the center for the, the Jazz Azubuki Jaden McDaniels he's pretty good Malachi Flynn Desmond Bain 
right? Like none of these guys are sticking out as like, oh, huge no. misses, right? Isaiah Stewart mm-hmm. was a great pick. Sadiq yeah. Bay, great pick. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for that is, you know, will Killian the the Killian versus Halliburton, pass it on Halliburton, similar position. I mean, sure you get this stuff all the time. I think that will be the one that down the road will Killian prove that that was not a mistake. Yeah, I think Halliburton, the thing is, like, I don't know if you guys, obviously being being Dallas guys and stuff, if you guys heard of this or not, but the thing is with, like, Halliburton, like, at least people in Detroit, like, knew that Halliburton was, like, the sure thing out the gate, and Killian is the guy with the higher higher, higher ceiling and that you're going to wait and want to develop. So, like you said, it's going to be, like, the rookie season, they're not going to, like, take victory laps over. We're going to take victory laps over Killian two, three years down the line from now. That's when he'll prove whether the pick was right or not. So right now, Kings fans, rejoice all you want. But like in two or three years, we'll see who yeah. made the right pick because Killian will be <laughs> at his best then. 100%. I still think the winner is probably the Hornets, right? They got LaMelo. Oh, I, uh, I, I always go for the number one player. So maybe they're not the winner, but I think they had a really good draft night. And you look back and so people would take back some of those takes that they had. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Couple uh, playoff. Here's a hot take: Playoff Rick has a plan. Playoff KP will play with fire, and Luca will lead us to the Western Conference Finals. Gonna be a great summer. Are you drinking the Kool Aid on the Mavs going to the Western Conference Finals? Let's go um, with Koo first because we've given our takes so many times on this. Yeah, you got. That, I, I'm sorry, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid on that one. I'm okay. just, I just can't. It's not gonna hurt I'm our so- feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Last time I checked. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I actually was going to ask about this, but were you weren't you guys like towards the bottom of the league in outside shooting, right? This well, season, the beginning of the season they were, say, and yeah. now they're back to about well, average. They've been really hot recently, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Still, the, the West is really deep, and I just like there's a lot of teams like even like outside the top four, like even after that, even in the play-in as well too. Like there's going to be a ton of West teams. I don't know if I believe the Mavs will separate themselves from those, but. I'd like to hear what you guys think, though. This would be their path right now. Clippers, they would play in the in the first mm-hmm. round. They play the winner of Phoenix in the play-in, which we're assuming is Phoenix. So Clippers, Phoenix, and then whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket. So Lakers, Jazz, Denver. I mean, it's probably like Lakers-Jazz, right? So it's coming out of the, those. But to get to the Western Conference Finals, all you have to do is get past the Clippers and the Suns. How are you feeling about that right now, Isaac? Um, At the current moment, not – you know, super positive because uh, KP, we just got to get KP fully healthy. And without a fully healthy KP, that just, you know, it, it brings down our ceiling of what, I mean, that's just being realistic about that. So if you're telling me we're having a fully healthy roster, they've been playing together for a week or so, KP's fully healthy, then let's see what happens. But if they're not fully healthy, then yeah, I, I have some big doubts. All right, we want to get to some rapid fire. Are we? Are you drinking the Kool Aid before we go? Rapid fire, rapid let's fire. I'm, ta- I'm taking these from from your Kool- Twitter coup. Kool Aid shots. All right, let's get it going. All right, the biggest thing that preventing Isaiah Stewart from reaching his potential isn't height; it's his hands. Are you drinking, I am the, drinking the Kool Aid? I'm drinking the Kool Aid on that one. His hands have been worrying me. It reminds me of Thon Maker. It's scaring me. <laughs> it's scary. I know Pistons fans hate it when I say that, but his hands really have been concerning to me. He, are they Willie Colley Steinesque? Are they I mean, they're not awful. Hands? I mean, it's not like that. It, I, actually, I don't know how bad Willie Colley Stein's hands are, but <laughs> he must be pretty bad if he said it. But it's not like awful, but it's definitely concerning. The Pistons will have a top four pick this year. 
I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, hopefully. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid out of hope. Well, I mean, they have they have 52.1% to hit it, so I just hit Tankathon. Boom, they got number three. We'll take that, Let's right? Let's get it. We're drinking it. Pistons, We're drinking we'll take it. that. We'll drink the Kool-Aid on that. We'll drink the 52.1% proof Kool-Aid. That's, yep, uh, go. that's gonna make us drunk, but we'll get there. Pistons <laughs> trade Jeremy Grant in draft night trade for two first round picks, so they flip him for parts. I am I am not drinking Kool Aid on that one. Not only do I not think that he's probably worth two first round picks, I don't think Troy Reaver is willing to give him up right now. Also, he came and signed there, and he really wanted to play in Detroit, and they had a lot of reasons for it and all that. So yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not drinking that either. Uh, here's one from Marquis. Drink this. A Zach Randolph comp is better than Ben Wallace comp for Isaiah Stewart because of the soft hands. Yes. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're drinking that, it. Yes. I'm drinking the cool. Zach Randolph is a much closer comparison than Ben freaking Wallace. I'm, I I already spent a whole episode talking about why that is. I won't do it again. But please stop with the Ben Wallace comparison. I can't take it. Uh, all right. What's the what's the European rookie on your team's name? <laughs> You talking about Davidis Savitas? Yeah, Davidis Savitas should get 120 minutes over the last 10 games. So he you should get what? 12 minutes a game? Sure, why, why not? And you know what? Yeah, I'll drink the Kool-Aid and that was simply because we don't know what the hell we have with him. We don't know anything about him at all, and we're heading into an offseason like, where we're tanking, and we haven't seen him at all. So like, And he just signed a three-year deal before this season. So like, can we get to know him at all? Yeah, I would, dr- I would drink the Kool-Aid that that has to happen, too. Uh, yeah. Any closing shots? Any shots you want to take at the Mavs? I feel like we've taken a lot of shots at the Pistons. Oh, uh, you know, I don't got – I mean, I kind of took a little shot at you guys trolling before the podcast. But. Oh, oh, no. no. Uh, any I, shots? To, Not to, really. to save your mentions, I won't say what it is on the podcast. Now, it was obviously a troll. So if anyone heard that and thought I was serious, then I, I just wouldn't respond to them. But Dirk, just, is, Dirk is better than anyone in your franchise's history. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? I don't know. I'd have to come back to you. I think. He's, I think. I, I think Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas had. He had a peak right there. But. I, think I don't he care about no fight. peak. Dirk's peak is nah. Give me Dirk all day over it. Dirk had uh, the longevity for sure. The real quick before we end, what's your expectations for Dennis Smith Jr. Take care of our guy. Yeah, we, we love. love Dennis. We love him personally. I'm worried about his career, but just like what's like, what are you even? Do you have an expectation? Uh, I, I'm sorry to tell you guys this, but he he virtually has no spot in the Pistons right now. Um, so like I like I don't want to drag us on any longer. But basically, when the Pistons traded for him, the thought was once he started to play a little bit well, which he did end, actually end up starting to play a little like better than we thought he would once he got like a week and a half under him, starting his body back. He started to play pretty well, uh, decently for like be a backup point guard. And the idea was that hopefully Detroit could be what Memphis was for Josh Jackson last year. Like he played well for that team. And then he uses that to springboard himself a contract with another team and, and try to get a bigger opportunity there, which Josh Jackson has, and has really done, done well in Detroit. However, Dan Smith Jr. Has this like major injury or not major injury, but this injury that's kept him out for like, I believe two weeks right now. And he didn't have it like a real future with the Pistons before this, like before his injury happened, it was like I said, to springboard him somewhere else in the off season. But now, even with now that the injuries happened, I just find it hard is, to see how he can like springboard anything. Cool. Is it is it an injury? I, no, it is an injury. There was okay. someone right. actually. We, 
We've been through that before with Dennis and back injuries. Oh, no, no. We actually had someone in a locker room room that, like a few days ago who apparently says that he's friends with Dennis Smith Jr. and texts him. And he said that he asked him, like, how's the injury going? And he, and he said Dennis Smith Jr. simply texted him back, like, two bags of liquid. They, or, like, they took out his knee because of uh, – What's that guy's what's, name? I have no idea who it was. He just, like, shot up and was like, hey, I know Don, Dennis Smith Jr. Let me uh, – he texted us. But but, but it's just, it's just, it is a knee injury that he's dealing with for, like, the last two weeks. So, I mean, it's a legit injury. Dwayne Casey's talked about it and everything. But I just don't see how you can, like, springboard this anywhere because he hasn't had – like, he hasn't done anything, like, so long. It is way too late for us to be cracking jokes like that, Isaac. Way too late. Uh, <laughs> all right. There Wait, you go. I didn't hear it. I missed it. No, it's a Mavs inside joke <laughs> that only Isaac and I will get. I can't. We can't do that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. There you go. We're, we're slap happy after the, the NFL draft. Guys, you can go follow Kuka Hill. He's a great NBA follow and uh, great covering the Pistons. And he's an awesome addition to the network. He was the first guy I got to hire. So that's pretty awesome. And I'm uh, very excited about that. So. So he's doing a great job over at Locked On Pistons. If you're listening to this on Locked On Pistons, you got a good one over there. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs and Pistons crossover. Peace out. Boom. And now, your moment of zen. Wallace comes out to greet Nowitzki, 30 feet from the bucket. Dirk takes him off the dribble, double punches, and still drops it through. How do you make that shot? Nowitzki's got 40. A scintillating offensive show by Dirk.